40 points? You've got to be shitting me. I lost her words, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Sorry guys, we were a little late. We were uh dealing with uh well, I'm just gonna be honest, doggy issues, and I went to go get my nail polish so I could multitask during tonight's episode because you know, your girl's busy, so I have to do like eight things at once. But anyway. Welcome to Pardon Me, Alex, the only Lumberjack basketball podcast on the market. Man, oh man, tonight we have a wild game to talk about. The last home game in the sawmill on the, what, what was that, the 8th? Mm-hmm. Thursday yeah. the 8th. Yeah. Uh, it was us versus UT. RGV. Such a mouthful every time I say, even, even just the acronym. You know, like, yeah. is a mouthful. Trying to say the full name of the school is also a mouthful. But yeah, uh, UTRGV came to town, and man, uh, I've, we've we've been saying it for a while. Like, even though that team is at the moment still in last place, they they got a they got a baller squad there. Specifically, one person who I'm lovingly at the end of the game told him he needs to transfer. Although I think from what you looked up, that's not his usual. It wasn't, it wasn't legitimately this game. And that just makes it even more irritating that he went off versus us. Normally, normally uh, Elijah Elliott's like average points per game is like 11. So this was an anomaly, <laughs> to say the least. And it's whatever. We'll talk about it. I, I, again, it was just a crazy, a crazy stat. A crazy stat. One of those, like, LeBron stats that you just don't really think of or hear of anymore, especially in college. So I think that's just why I'm. we're all just more stung about it, just because, of the, yeah, we won the game, but 40 points? Give me a break, brother. Anyway. Jacqueline, take it away. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, this is recapping a Thursday night's game. It was at home against UT Rio Grande Valley. Um, our one little pre-note, we had some really fun new shirts that Alex got for us. I did. You didn't see our post. It said, dunks over hunks. <laughs> yeah. Picture of our, of our Nike kicks on there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of my good friends, Melody, she works and owns one of the boutiques downtown. And she had put these shirts out that had dunks on them, dunks over hunks, but in like not SFA colors. And so I messaged her and I was like, is there any way you could do two in SFA colors or, you know, or purple, purple, purple theme? She was absolutely. So uh we have the only two purple dunks over hunks shirts that I know of in town. But uh, yeah, I thought they were super sweet. That's what I was like, come on, God, I got to order these, got to get these. So um, 
yeah. They were very perfect. We got lots of compliments. We got a lot of compliments. Go check out my uh, my friend Melody's store downtown Nacogdoches, clothed in armor. Big shout out. Big shout out to her. Um. So straight into the game stuff. Uh. So our history with UTRGV going into this game, we had six wins and two losses. Our last matchup was just this January. Yeah. Well. Um, we played them there in Edinburgh and we won 85 to 78. So, I mean, only by seven, um, close game still. Our largest margin of victory against them was 93 to 63 in 2022. Mm -hmm. Victory was, uh, that one in January, the seven point win. Yeah. That, that one in January. That's why, again, like I knew this game coming up. I mean, yes, again, like they're, in last place in the league right now, but I really don't think that that's fair. I don't know. It's just not indicative to like how good they play you and they give you everything they got every time when they're on the court. I got a lot of respect for their coaching staff and their team because again, no quit in them whatsoever. Hats off to them. They gave us a run for our money and we obviously pulled one out of our butts and thank God we did, <laughs> but not without literally going toe to toe with, Elijah Elliott scoring 40 points. I, I still can't get over that. It's hard to believe. Um, ha. The uh, WAC standings and the resume seating, we're going to save for y'all uh, until later this week when we recap Saturday's game. Um, so game notes going into the game. We had our starters were Trell, Matt, Clayton, Frank, and Jalil. We did end up winning. Praise Thank you, Jesus. Uh, 92 to 84. <laughs> Attendance was 2,120. Um, the score was tied three times and the lead changed three times. So uh, at times we led by a lot. At times we didn't. Um, oh, that makes my eyes twitch. I know. Because I literally just got done watching it. Like, <laughs> so it's fresh in my mind. Yeah. More. yeah. Later, our field goal percentage was 54.4. Three-point percentage was 27.8. Uh, free throw was 72.2. I do think we had – this might be the highest points in the paint we've had this season, 60. Uh, I believe so. I can go back and check, but I'm, like, very, very, very confident that that is correct. But continue, I say, and I will go check. Okay. I want to say before this game it was, like, 58, but – We'll see momentarily. Um, so lots of points in the paint. Um, this was one of our higher scoring games this season as well, though. Uh, points off turnovers. We had 19 second chance points, also 19. Fast break points, 11. Bench points, 31. Total rebounds, we had 39. 12 offensive and 27 defensive. We did quite out-rebound them because they only had 26 total. Mm. Uh, nine we had 22 fouls 15 turnovers they had 14 turnovers so pretty even there uh we had eight steals and two blocks our game leaders we had trell leading the point stat with 24 points seven assists four rebounds three steals and trailing uh second third place very close we have matt with 15 points seven rebounds five assists and nana with 12 points three rebounds, one steal. 
And uh, Matt was only one rebound behind Jalil for the most. Jalil had eight rebounds. Nice. Uh, so, so far, it looks like that very first game of the year, North American, we had 54 points in the paint. Um, I'm assuming that might have been our highest. Let me check a couple more games. I think it was. I think that was our highest. Yeah. It's it's either going to be, and again, like not a great, not very indicative of our team normal right. scoring, but uh, actually – we played Paul Quinn. We had 60 points in the paint on that. Okay, so tied for first. Yep. Or 62. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Well. Yeah. That's quite a bigger um, thing to get 60 in the paint against a whack team than against Paul Quinn. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. I was like, I'm taking that with a grain of salt, the Paul Quinn one. This one's more impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um... All right, so player of the game, Alex. Who do you who do you have for this game? Oh, just no, no contest. I mean, obviously, Matt Nana, you guys did great, fantastic game for both of you. But Trell, my God, Trell, Trell, Trell. I wish I knew Trell's middle name. We need to ask his parents or him. Yeah, um, because I would do his full government name like I do for Day Day whenever he was a. <laughs> whenever he was uh suiting up jesus pete son he was all over the court i mean scoring every which way left and center yeah no i agree so one of the many notes i made from this game and again uh, matt and i'll play great we'll get we'll get to them momentarily but um absolutely I yeah really feel like this was the first game since charles been um running the point for aj that i felt like he got the best mix of like running the point but still being able to either get or create his own shots right um, so I feel like that was nice because it, it is really hard uh when you're more of a spot shooter to get those opportunities if you're if you're running the point also which I mean you know we've said trail is a point uh spot shooter but he can also take you one-on-one -on -one to the basket and all that stuff it's just still hard to get as many options when you're running the point, but I, I felt like this was really the first game where I, I felt like he got a good mix of both. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, he played a great game. I, I, he, he was the lead scorer and he still had the most assists by a long shot, except for, you know, Matt who had five. Um, right. He had great steals and fast breaks, some threes, some drives. He had a little like save back court and then came back all the way under the basket, a little like wraparound pass to Jelani. Great drives, great jump shots, everything all across the board. He's check. just a check. He yeah, he he's he was just an animal. I mean, I I've called CC a bad, bad man all season, but this game, Trell momentarily took that mantle for being a very bad, bad man. He, and I'm assuming we've already moved on to feats of strength. Okay. Uh, I mean, he starts off the game. First bucket for him is a three. When Trell hits threes, it's like, how do, how do we, how do I equate this? When you hit a jackpot at, at a casino, 
for me. Yeah. That I'll, I'll, that'll be my analogy. It may be different for anybody else, but like when you hit a jackpot or when you hit, you know, uh, a huge money ball or something, uh, your, your, your bet, your parlay hits for my gamblers in, in the, in the house. It, that That's what it feels like. I want to know what it feels like for him when he hits a three. I really do because elation, pure joy is all I can think of. So when he hits threes, when he's playing good lights out, you could just see it on his face, man. He, he is so expressive. And during this game, Buckets did say something I did agree with, which doesn't happen often. Um, you know, he's saying that Trell talks a lot during the game, but he didn't mean he talks trash. He doesn't talk trash unless someone comes at him. Let's just say that. He 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 talks to himself. He talks to his fellow players on the court. He'll say stuff to our bench. Like he talks the whole time. And it's all just like pumping. I mean, he literally, anytime he hits a three or a bucket, he just stares his own teammates down, you know. <laughs> Or he'll try to make eye contact like with the crowd or something. And it's just electric. It's electric. That's all I could say. No, I agree. And that, yeah, I mean, y'all mark this down because we're both agreeing um, with buckets. Uh, but, and that's one of the biggest qualities that you want in a point guard is yes. they with all their teammates quite often. And it, it doesn't always have to be like a, okay, you effed up. So now I'm going to like, talk to you, talk to you. It's a constant stream of like just all sorts of communication. So then it's, it raises the like comfortability level of communicating and it not right. only being a bad thing. Um, and it gets the, you know, the crowd involved and pumped up. So it gets the people going. It's the people going. It's provocative. <laughs> um. So yeah, love that. Let's, uh, I'll brag on Matt and Anna both real quick since they were the next two in line uh, for lead scores. Uh, mm -hmm. Those back-to-back -back threes before halftime, literally back-to-back -back two positions in a row. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of great drives and rebounds this game, just like we say he does every game. Um <clears throat> And Nana really played great too. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I would say it was his best game of the season, but my dad was like, I, "This is the best I've seen him play in like a while." Like that was a, it was a really, really good game for him. He it was had, just, a, it was solid. It was solid. Yeah, yeah. he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, he's not, you know, he's not like leading the team in scoring, but I'm near it, uh, and lots of. Lots of good buckets, rebounds. He got a great dunk. He got an alley from Trell. I was just about to say, Trell not only was killing it on the scoring, but his assist to, um, yeah, I, I have I have another one about Trell, but I'll, I'll I'll pop it. I'll wait. Okay, because um, we're we're talking about Nana. Um, yeah, just also some good defensive moves from Nana as well. Um, just going up and down under the basket in the paint, uh, really putting his body out there and and doing his best to you know block the block the shot, block block the player, and not foul. I don't know what his fouls were total in this game. Three, yeah, three. Um, 
which again for for the type of defense that we run I'm, I'm we really weren't in super bad foul trouble I mean we had multiple players with three but that's yeah. about as far as it went when whereas on the other side they had a couple guys uh foul out didn't they we had one foul out and one that was close to foul out yeah because Elliot fell out at the very end I think that's right yeah he did fall out at the very end um but yeah real quick back to Trell. I, I, ma- I made a point to write this down because it was such a crazy possession that I had to pause the game so that I could write out my thoughts on this. I don't remember if it was in the first half or the second half may have been towards the end of the first half, beginning of second. I can't really remember. Um, so trail has the ball. He runs around the, literally he's getting pressed so hard by, I'm a, I think it was number four. Who is uh, either four or zero? I think they were both kind of guarding him at different times. Yeah. So CJ Booker, I think at that point was guarding him in this specific play. I mean, just getting hardcore pressed by CJ Booker. Um, literally, he's having to run all the way around the court and then finally got away from him. But as he's running towards the basket, he had too much momentum. So he takes the ball and quickly dumps it, passes it back, and Frickin' Jelani standing right there, grabs the ball, goes up with it, misses, gets his own rebound, and puts it back. It was the craziest possession I've seen because it was just a very smart heads-up play by both of them. Trell literally, as he's going out of bounds, turns and kind of goes across his body to throw the ball back right into Jelani's waiting hands. Like, crazy stuff like you know what i mean like you have to time it just right in order for that to be a successful play and uh i just ha- tap you know tip of the hat to that one because that one was cr- a crazy play yeah that that wraparound pass was awesome uh, awesome awesome and what a great moment too like not only for trail but also jelani to to get the ball be strong with it. Yeah, he went up and missed the first shot, but they got his freaking rebound. Again, never giving up, never surrendering. That is one thing we can I can we can always guarantee Jelani will be down there in the freaking trenches, like battling for the ball at all times. So love that. Me too. Um, another thing I wanted to quickly point out. So everyone who played this game scored. Um and, you know, I mean, not everyone scored a lot, but right. but they scored dudes who were like mid single digit um, scores. So if you think I have a lot long list of feats of strength, well, everyone, everyone uh, like really contributed in numbers. Always they all contribute, but it's not always numbers. So, right. Since uh, it is, we got to give them their flowers, you know? Absolutely. Um, another player I got to give some, uh, just a big props to, I think this might've been in my opinion, again, this is my opinion. I think this might've been chemo's one of chemo's best games. I agree. Okay. 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 I had many notes about, about chemo. Uh, okay. Hold on. A solo. Jose is in Miami. Oh, Miami. Miami. For uh, Nina's second anniversary. 
trip. How fun. I'm going to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach to the break of dawn. I'm going to Miami. That's Will Smith for you. You're welcome. I hope y'all are having fun solo. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Chemo? <laughs> wow. I mean, coast to coast layup. Also, his assisting chemo to Matt, your job, doing your job. Just chemo to Matt with a big slam. Boom. What else did I write about chemo? I'm sure you have one while I look. Uh, so that coast to coast fast break you were talking about, he he got a steal for that. So that was double whammy awesome. Um, yes, yes. I will say he took a three-pointer uh, that he did not make, but he followed the shot, got his own rebound, went back up and got fouled, made yes. one of the two free throws. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought he had a really great game in my book. Um, I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Now, hold on now. Hold on now. Cece, hold on now. <laughs> got some notes for him too. That's, He's my original bad man, bad, bad man. But I swear to God, when that man goes up and blocks a ball, he puts his whole ass body into it. Jesus Christ. Yes. And yeah, his, I mean, we have several dudes on the team who frequently get blocks every game, you know? Right. Yes. You yes. Jalil and Nana to get at least maybe one, maybe two blocks a game. Um. CC doesn't get them as often, but when he does, my gosh, they are so dramatic. Like, put dramatic. it on a poster block. Um, and I think maybe it's because, you know, he's not as tall. So for not on Jalil, it doesn't, it looks easier and more effortless. Uh, but yeah. One, like, you really know he, like, went for it. and Because he gets all the air. Like, yeah. it feels like he's suspended in the air, like, frozen as he's going to block that ball. Yeah, and the, the only one that he got on the stat sheet uh, was that one yeah. where he literally looked like he, he was out there playing for Debbie Humphreys, spiking that volleyball down. Um, but there was another one. There was another play where he got – he got one, but they, they called it a foul. Um, yeah. But. Yeah. Which I mean, again, I even said this during the game. Cause I remember it vividly. I looked at Jacqueline and I was like, you know what? I don't care. I love that foul. I oh, love yeah. that foul. I will take that foul every day of the week, every day. CC. I literally, I think I yelled at him too. I was like, CC, I love that foul. Do it again, brother. That's a foul. I'll take all day of the week and twice on Sunday because yeah. I mean, what a, what an energy boost. Like, yeah, because again, it got everybody hyped up. Totally. And the shot doesn't go in. Yeah. So. Yeah, you foul him. Yeah, he's going to take some, obviously some free throws. He may miss them. But at least keep the bucket from going in. if you're Exactly. Because I feel like, especially on like a, a fast breakaway dunk or just a really egregious, alley or whatever it is like if you can stop that momentum and that shift of energy do it do it Agreed. like for me do it again other people may disagree that are i'll take that foul cc you put your whole ass body into that foul every single time and you know you got two girls up in the stands 
literally loving the hell out of it. I'm telling you, at no point will we be sad about a foul like that. No. Never. Um, Never. He had some great drives this game, too. Put mm. a or two. Uh, he had four rebounds. He was playing great. Um, Loved it. Little note on uh, Frank for this game. So <clears throat> we both love Frank. We've said this. And when Frank gets hot, he really gets hot. He does. But I did feel like this game, I think he was overall more offensively aggressive than I've seen him in a while. Uh-huh. And I really liked it. Now, he did. I mean, he didn't make all of his shots. He was two of eight from the field, which mm. isn't great. No. Um, but we've seen him get hot. We know how he can play. So I want to, I was happy to see that much aggressiveness uh, on offense, even if his shots weren't necessarily falling, because we need, we need more people to step up and be more offensively aggressive. And the more that you do it, the easier the shots are going to fall in the heat of the moment. Um, I so agree. I'm, I agree. Do that. Yeah, I mean, the one three that he hit out of the five that he attempted, um, which, again, that sounds horrible, but I, the three that he hit was a beautiful three, and it yeah. really came at a very close time in the game. So yeah. I feel like regardless of those other four that he missed, I don't care. That, that one that he hit really helped seal the deal for the win. So I'll take it. I'll take it again any day and twice on Sunday. Um, just need to give him more looks and and build some confidence there, honestly. And I know he has it. We you just said it. He when he gets hot, he gets hot, just like Trell. When they're hot, they're hot, and there's no stopping them. I don't care if they're behind the arc. I don't care if they're hitting twos. I don't care if they're going in for the layups. When they're hot, they're hot. And I'm I'm ready for the the game that Frank makes everyone pay. Me too. Um, you know, so yeah, I was not upset at all that his his field goal percentage wasn't the best that it has been right we know we can shoot and the only way you get better is to do it more in the actual game atmosphere so like his i want to i want to be seeing it every game i agreed in the very beginning of the game though frank had a beautiful spin and move to the basket so like we know that he's an outside shooter but he also can take the ball in too and That's true. we we need that versatility on the team because especially with trell taking over temporarily AJ's point guard duties. Mainly we need someone to take, you know, that spot that would be trail where they're just concerned with getting points, like scoring buckets. And so trails having to do double duty, which he's no, he, he's no stranger to this. This is nothing new for him, but we do need someone to also help trail beyond the arc and you know who also did that at this game matt our sweet boy matt oh. no i'm glad that we both knew who i was talking about oh yeah i, I oh. always, always want to see matt being aggressive on offense um because yeah oh. I, think, I think he definitely is one of our best potential scorers oh for, absolutely oh um, and he's he's an asset to have on the court at all times because he snags rebounds and steals right, left, and center as well. So like he does it all. Both ends of the court, you're you're better off with him out there. Um 
He does. He does it all. Like for my basket, for my baseball fans, uh, baseball season officially starts. Um, <laughs> now that by now, now that football's over, um, legitimately Frank, not for Wolf Frank, but Matt is what I, we call in the baseball world, a utility player, right? He could play any position. I mean, if you need him to take the ball out, he'll, he'll do it. He probably doesn't want to, but he'll do it. Um, he could play defense. He can do, he can hit the three. He can hit the short rangers. He could take the ball in for a layup. He can play literally anywhere on the court, both sides of the ball. He is like what we call in baseball, a utility player. He can play anywhere. You can dunk over everybody. From everybody. Six feet away from the basket. I mean. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And these are just critical. You, you can't put a price on them. Honestly, types of players that we need on this team. We need like 25 Matt Heyman's. I know that's the wrong number, but you know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, no. yeah. 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 Oh man. Clayton had a nice spin and finish at the very end of the game. I know he's still getting over uh, a little bit of sickness. Um, so I'm glad to see him feeling better and playing more like himself. So Clayton, just keep on keeping on Mr. Clean. Yeah, he, he played a great game. Uh, we bragged on Jalil a lot lately, and uh, this night was no different. It wasn't one of his uh, big scoring nights, but he, he was making some great moves to the bucket, got the most rebounds on the team. Right. Solid was, wasn't was his, like, game-high performance, but very solid. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, but, of course – Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, no. I had, I just have a funny note when you're done with your feats of strength. Oh, okay. Okay. And I was just going to give one last quick shout out to our boy, Jelani. <laughs> I just love watching this kid play. I just, I just love watching. The, I, I love watching this kid play. I really do. Not only do. I, how do I, how do I phrase this? We, the the excitement on this kid's face. Some guys play very stoically. Like they don't really have a lot of emotion on their face, but he is one guy that you can guarantee that he will be just electrified out there. I mean, he makes a small move to the bucket and hits a little tiny little dinker layup over a blocker's a blocker's head. He's like he's losing it. You know what I mean? Freaking Jelani just gives me so much happiness and delight watching him play. And he's one of the best guys blocking out down there. We've said this before. Always say it again. He's always boxing out. He's always blocking out. And when you give him the ball and he's back to the defender, scooting them back, making space, he's, he's so good at that. He's so good at that. He had a couple really good games a few weeks ago doing exactly that high score. Um, I would love to see another one, another one of those games from him, 100%. Me too, me too. Um, so uh, I hope he comes out super aggressive on offense the next game because, uh, yeah, you're right. He's he's a joy to watch. He's just always so happy. He's, he's just so happy. So easily excited and, like, just enjoying – Enjoying the game. Loving he's just happy. Game. He's just Loving. happy to be there. He's just happy to be included, you know? And I love that for him. 
Totally, me too. Uh, so my my this isn't even a feat of strength, but it was just a funny note because uh, yeah, at the very end of the game, the very last possession where they're running, just running the clock down. <laughs> Matt has it for the longest time, and then he passes it to Frank, and then Frank passes right back to Matt right before the shot clock goes off so that Matt gets the turnover. And you, you can see them, like, talking back and forth. He's like, why would you give it back to me? So I got the turnover. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to say that at some point, I but I totally forgot. And he didn't want the he, Frank Frank didn't want the turnover on his stat list, and I don't blame him. Oh, that was so funny! But you know what? Now that I'm looking yeah. at it, it, doesn't show any turnovers for Matt. Maybe they didn't count that's it. Weird. I don't know. I guess not. But <laughs> oh, that's so funny! Yeah, that was a really funny moment. You're right. I. <laughs> They were both just like giggling. They are wild and they are wild. I will say this about this team: like they love each other so, and they they freaking goof on each other so much. It's funny. Yes. It's 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 ridiculous because you know, again, sitting behind the bench, you see so much and hear so much stuff, and they <laughs> they are wild and and then if, then you got the guys who down at the end of the bench, you know, like Day Day and, and Ethan and and Davion and stuff. And they're just down there talking smack the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just great. Especially Day Day. He loves talking smack to the other team when he's <laughs> sitting on the bench. He loves it. And I'm like, Day Day, if you get us a technical, I'm going to lose my mind on you. Anyway. Uh, I got no. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. That was all I had. All right. Our... our uh... You love to hate it. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. You. Okay. First comment. <laughs> great. You know, great start to the game with good defense. But it's a grievance because, yeah, they weren't scoring, but neither were we. <laughs> I know, I know. It was, Ugh. I mean, almost three minutes in before we yeah. scored. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, the first score was 12-3, great, but yeah, three minutes in, you we, can't go that long. I mean, first of all, we don't need to be going that long during a game at any point without scoring at all. Facts. But certainly not at the beginning when we're both at zero. <laughs> it's an even playing field. And you got to, like, break away a little. Maybe if you have, like, a 20-point cushion, all right, go three minutes without scoring. I'm not going to bitch about it. But, like, when we're both starting at the bottom. Right. Something on the board. Um, yeah, I know. I know. That, that comes to one of my bigger overarching grievances, uh, which is going to play into some of my, my feats of strength for this game. I, I just feel like, and this is why I was saying so much in my feats of strength that, even if some of these guys weren't hitting the most shots this game, like Frank, for example, I just yeah. love seeing them take the aggressiveness on offense to try some shots because on the whole, we're running a motion defense, but there's not enough motion. Like no, when Trell brings the ball down the floor and everyone's just standing where they are. Right. 
no one's going to be open. And obviously he's not open because he's just dribbled the ball down. So it's like somebody's got to cut and try to get open or set a screen for someone or little initiative to get the momentum rolling on offense. So um, while I do feel like that's an overarching problem for us to not have enough motion on the motion offense, because really a motion offense is more beneficial to a team that has several different people who can and will try to score. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think uh, for a lot of the time, we're just a little meek on offense of not really trying to create anything. Uh, so even though some of the shots didn't fall this game, I was, I was happy to see people trying because that's that's the only way you can get it started is by doing something. I mean, but when there's like three minutes in a row where nobody's scoring and then everyone's just standing there in a motion offense, it's like you're not going to magically get open with your man standing right there if you're not moving. That's a really good point. I mean, how can you get open if you're just standing there getting – getting guarded the whole time. I mean, you got, you got to make a move somewhere and you're right. You're right. Um, Oh man. Uh, man, we just love fouling in the paint. Don't we? (laughs) (laughs) You know what else? You know where else we love fouling on the three point line when they're not Ah! in the shot. We fouled on a three point shot. We're like, ain't no way. Under Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, this ball was going in. And we will run out there and slap the shit out of them and then give them three free throws. Yeah, that was a little much. Um, one time, all right, I'll, I'll let it slide, but twice. And then there was also a couple others that were really close to being a foul on the three-point. I mean, clear hit. The refs just missed it. Thank God. Um, hey, Tori. She said sometimes they just need one less pass. That's a good point. There are some there are some moments where, I mean, yeah, obviously passing the ball, critical. But sometimes, yeah. man, when it's like some Trell or, or Frank or somebody, they just like, they make too many like like double clutches. And I'm like, just, just, just take it. Especially if you're getting double teamed or you got hands in the face, like you're, you're, Probably gonna get fouled, bud. I mean, chances are are pretty good if there's a hand right in your face, or they're hand checking you. Like, just at least go for it. At least try. Yeah, um, yeah, make a move, pass it along, and then if you got a decent space, just just pull up and go for it. I mean, I know that's just us talking. I'm not a coach, but yeah. Sometimes, and that's the other thing too. Like we let the clock go down way too far again. You know? No, I, t- I agree with, I totally agree with that. And with what Tori said, sometimes it's just too many passes and then we're down. T- no one's looking to, like I was saying earlier, it's like some, sometimes not all the time. And that, and that's why I gave it my feet of strength this game. Cause I felt like a lot more of them were actually looking to try to score. But there's a lot of times where it's like, they're, they're just, passing 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 and they're they're looking to pass they're not looking to score um yeah and you, you can only do that for 30 seconds and then you're out of time I, and i know and that's the thing like it, it gets just so nerve-wracking when it's when we just take too many passes and literally get us down to like five four and then we have to rush 
to try and get a, some sort of play hobbled together. And, and that's, that, that's not going to win you games, no. or at least it's not going to win you, win you games by a lot. <laughs> Cause you're going to be struggling to score points there. Um, but yeah, just love fouling at the most inopportune times. Don't we, especially in the paint, especially at three point line. Um, bonkers dude uh but i will say also that the refs specifically i watched the most egregious carry of the ball i've ever seen in my life that (laughs) that elijah elliott did and cj booker did so i don't know i mean literally they both carried the ball from the top of the key to the freaking basket like like a freaking football carried that son of a bitch. Yeah, it was it was like not even a Euro step. It was like around the world in 180 days. Like it was. completely it was. around the globe. It was. I'm like, what are they watching? Legitimately took that baby, put it in their hand, and just swung it. Just carried it all the way to the basket. I'm like. You're standing right there, my dude. Anyway, but I mean, when it's so obvious that you could see it watching it back on ESPN, you know what I mean? It's like you're standing three feet away. I'm watching it on a freaking television set and I could see it and you didn't. Yeah, that's frustrating. So my my overarching grievance for this and listen, like a dub's a dub, so we'll take what we can get at this point of the season. But man, we really thought this was gonna be. I'm not saying that we thought it was gonna be a blowout or that it was gonna be crazy, but we thought it was gonna be a little less stressful. We thought last couple of games. We thought behold, we have an 18 point lead and let let them come back and get the lead back from us and then have to battle it to the end. And I was just like, what? I marked it a couple points at in the first half at the 640 mark. We had a 16 point lead. Okay. Battle. They battled back. Second half starts. My God. It's like, what did we talk about for those 15 minutes? You know, they come out and they're playing like their ass is on fire. And we're just letting them do it. And we're making just dumb, unforced turnovers and errors. Letting them pit pocket the ball right out of our hands, literally. Ball security. Where are you at? WTF. I'm going to put out a missing poster sign with the literally the sign's going to say missing and then ball security. And then at the very end the picture, it's just going to be me going, <laughs> <laughs> like, where'd it go? Us doing the why though. Literally, where did where did it go? Oh, uh, my mom has a comment. Eight play in five. <laughs> She's not a big fan um, of the refs, man. Not a big um, fan of the refs. So my only my only big grievance about the refs this game was, and I I wasn't as mad after I watched the game, but I'm still a little mad. So. Oh. When Frank got that technical, yeah. So watching in person, I was like, absolutely no reason that Frank should have gotten a tech at all. After rewatching on TV, 
I, I get why they called a tech on him because after they blown the whistle, he tried to pull the ball away again. However, at the very bare minimum, it should have been a double tech because sorry, even though he did try to like still pull the ball away from 13 after the whistle was blown, which kind of a no-no. The other dude's reaction was way worse, way over the top. And there were multiple other points throughout the game when that kid should have gotten a tech. Like going yep. in halftime when he's this far away from Frank's face talking shit. Multiple other times of talking shit. I wanted to slap that mark off of his face when he got up there to shoot those free throws for the tech. Sherman was a thorn in our sides. Legitimately, <laughs> he was on my shit list from freaking day dot, moment dot. As soon as he hit the first three of his or first big bucket of his of the game, he proceeds to turn around and as he's running to the other side of the court, stare down our bench and say something. And I'm like, where's the whistle? What are we doing? If you're watching the game, you could probably see me get pissed at that moment and literally like doing one of these. Like, are you kidding me? I don't get that. Like, this is what starts. You're laying down a precedent here. Obviously. It's okay for players to talk shit during the game as long as you don't have SFA on your jersey. Exactly. And, like, to further that point, I feel like if the refs would have called a tech on him earlier in the game or when he talked shit in Frank's face, I don't think Frank would have given that extra little tug to the ball. No. At whistle. no. And I, I even made a note of that, too, uh, that – Talking smack, ridiculous. He should have got a T earlier for the for the shit talk. Yeah, I, I said Frank should have not just got the T on his own. You're right. right. Yeah. His back was to us. We we couldn't see in person the ball yeah. tug. We didn't see that. That's why we were all extremely pissed off because we're like, are you kidding me? Sherman has been talking smack to Frank and the entire team the entire game, and all of a sudden. It's Frank getting the tea and not him. That's bananas. But yes, if anything, at minimum, it should have been a double tech. But you're right. If they would have just watched him the entire time, like they do everybody else, you know what I mean? And like I'm saying, like, ha, ha. I guarantee you, if Keller would have kept yelling at the ref, he would have gotten a tea too. Because... They just love teeing up Keller. Love, 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 love. Yeah. <laughs> they don't tee up anybody else in the damn league. But Kyle We're Keller. Next episode. Um, Y'all are going to be excited for that UTA recap, all I'm saying. Well, maybe not the end result, but. But you're going to love our description. <laughs> gonna go off this will probably be the game that you will hear Jacqueline and I go off more on the refs than you'll ever hear us go off ever ever so buckle up for that one um I think my last grievance and then I'll 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 shut up because it's 10 o'clock is just 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 and again it's not necessarily a grievance against the team it's just to see to have a a player to have a dude go off for 40 
points is egregiously wild. Could, couldn't believe it. And uh, you know what? That that ties into my last grievance, and I, I've like touched on this before, but uh, again with the shit. Talk, I don't mind. I love a good shit talk. I don't mind shit talking. How much I love Larry Bird, and he's the biggest shit talker of all. But here's the thing. If you're going to talk shit, you better be backing it up and be the best. And listen, Sherman scored 18 points on us. 18 points is great. But your homeboy over here literally scored half your team's points. Nearly half of your team's points, minus two. Yes. And did he talk one word of shit that whole game? None. No. So like, no. be embarrassed to score 18 and be shit-talking the whole entire game, picking at people. Meanwhile, my girl over here has scored half of our team's points, over twice what I've scored, and hasn't said a word. Like, I would be embarrassed. 100%. (laughs) God. Uh, Yes, that's what I was saying. I have zero issues with Elijah Elliott. He, I... I tipped my hat to him during the game. I said, holy crap. I literally yelled to him after the game. I said, you, your talents are wasted, my friend, at UTRGV in the Valley. No offense to the Valley, but you, my friend, if you can hit 40 off of press you, you need to be somewhere else, my dude. I said, you hit that portal. We'll take you. <laughs> literally, I said, hit the portal tomorrow. We'll pick you up. We need another shooter. We lost two. We're down two guys. We need another. And look at the great whack finds we've gotten this season. Like That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. In conference transfers, we're good for it, baby. Like, it, yeah, anyway, it was just, it's not, again, a grievance against the team or Elijah. It's just wild to me. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. And I, I like I like Tori's comment here. I agree. I think I think we're we're one of those. I don't even know how to say it because I don't. I don't want to say it in a bad way. But it, it is easy for anyone to play at the level of competition they are facing in front of them. Yeah. So for those who are just listening and not watching, sorry, I should have read it. Uh, Tori said, "Can't play to the level of your competitors when it's lower than yours. That's what gets us in situations where we should have won by a decent amount more." And she's right. I mean, we come into this game thinking, just like most people are probably thinking, it's UTRGV, no offense to them, but they're last in the league. Like, this should be not a cupcake cakewalk, but it should be a a, a decent one at home, take it in the bank, go home, eat our dinners, and have, have a good night and be done with it. Like, it shouldn't have been that much of a stressful night, but it turned out to be stressful. Because of that reason. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is it is a really hard thing to avoid sometimes. Um, oh, for it, sure. It's not even a conscious thing. It's, it's just like a natural thing almost to play kind of at the – like I was, I was thinking about it the other day. And this might, hopefully this makes more sense when I say it out loud than it uh, – as much sense out loud as it does. Anyway, just, don't say, it, just say it. Just say it. Um, but you know how sometimes when you're ta- – like – you feel like an intelligent person and then you talk to someone who's like a complete dummy about a subject and in trying to have a conversation with them, you start to feel like you're a dummy. I equate it kind of to that. Like 
when you start interacting with someone who plays on a different level than you, it's like you kind of slip into, and then you catch yourself and you're like, what am I, like, I, I can do it better than that. I don't know why I'm doing it like that, you know? Um, so it can be hard, but I, I do think that's a common theme because the last several of our games have all been within five points and it's been a vast variety of levels of competition that we've played within the same amount of points. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I was trying to think if there was a word for that. There's a word for that when you're speaking to people and you change your language or how you're speaking to match what they're saying in a conversation that's code switching. So I was trying yeah. to think of like a similar term. It's like for for what you're describing and what Tori is describing. I don't know if there is one, but just think of it like code switching, but in sports. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's what makes, I love this team so much. Like literally I have a bleeding heart for this team, but fuck big F fuck. That's what makes it so frustrating because you know that they can play at a level that is just knock out, drag out, can make any team, fall to their knees and beg for mercy. But when you have situations like this and games like that, you're like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. I mean, again, we've seen them play some of the best mid-major teams in the league and play very well th this yeah. season. And then you're like, bah, 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 bah. where did that team go? And of course, yeah, we're down two critical players. I get it. My God, believe me, I know. But we have a whole team of good players. Losing those two guys, yeah, it's a it's a blow, but that's why Keller and Coo and crew went out and found all of these other guys so that what happened last year wouldn't affect us this year. Yeah. You know? But yeah. All right. So, Jacqueline, let's wrap this pig up. One word to describe the entire game. What you got? You go first because I got to think. Y'all, I'm not good at this. Um... <laughs> I said battle because it was. It's a. It was a battle from literally the freaking tip off to the end buzzer. It was a battle. <laughs> it was. It, we, we were up by 16, 18 points, and then we were down by freaking two or three. You know, it was it was a battle and it shouldn't have been, but it was. And I'll take it because sometimes the toughest battles grow and make you stronger. There's a better phrase that's on the tip of my tongue for that, but that's about all I had. Hmm. Uh, I still haven't really thought of a great word, but what, what about just I was I was a little perplexed. Um, that's good. I like um, that. We, we weren't expecting to have a almost 20 point lead and then blow it and then have the lead. And I surely wasn't expecting one of their players to drop 40 on us. No, 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 no. 18 points. Sure. Spread around yeah. the scoring a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the most points that someone's dropped on us this season. Oh, yeah, easily. I, I mean, mean I don't even know that anyone scored 30 on us this season. I, I, mean, I don't think so. Back, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, 
it'd be different if this kid hit 40 on us and then they like blew us out of the water and you're like, all right, hand up. They got us. But damn, <laughs> he scored 40 and they still couldn't pick up the dub. I know. That again, that's why I'm like, your talents, my friend. Yeah. Wasted. It's anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last time someone scored that singly, one person scored that many points in the sawmill. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. That would take some really deep dive digging, and baby, I don't have that kind of time on my hands. Oh, uh, I do have to say, when you said that, and I don't know that he's ever scored 40 in the sawmill, but I forgot to mention this at the beginning. We had we had a few little uh, special guests back in the sawmill. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. G money. He hasn't been at a game in a while. Uh, we we heard him behind us. Knew he was there doing the defense champ. And uh, Ty Charles was uh, back in the sawmill. Yeah, that. that was oh, so nice to see Ty for sure. Um, that was a long time. Um, and Brandon Belt, local celebrity, was there doing his uh, five people who had a chance at five thousand dollar half court shot um, at halftime. I'm going to need to see the screening process of the half court shot uh, selection because is there, do you, do you even have to even have any, obviously zero basketball skill to do this. You just walk them and be like, yeah, I want to give her the old college try. And then you get up there and you throw the ball five feet. I, literally, I think Brandon's done this the last, at least the last two, maybe the last three years. And every year, dad says the same thing. He's like, I just don't understand these girls who get up there and think they can just have their feet planted and just shoot. He's like, you, you got to get like a running a start. Running start. You're not going to get it all the way up there, girl. Like get a little momentum going. You don't just have to stand in place as long as you release the ball behind half court line. But you you gotta get some momentum. Like, uh, well, hell, some of the guys couldn't do it either. They barely. That's my dad's point. Like, he couldn't stand at half court feet set and just shoot it. Like, you you gotta get a little, yeah, you step start. You can't. Yeah, we're not trail. We can't shoot from the freaking logo and make it. It was a tiny little rainbow and like doesn't even make it to the three point line. Oh my god. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Next time they do this, I want to throw some, like, dead ringers in there. Like, put someone on the team who's – or on, on the shooting who at least has, like, some basketball experience. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. At least if you're going to do it, like, give, give it the old granny shot approach. <laughs> like, something. <laughs> that's just embarrassing. And good on Brandon Belt. He's haven't had to he's haven't had to dish out any sort of freaking funds for the past three years. So I'm sure he's he's happy. He th- this is why he does it. This is why he does it because he knows for freaking fact that <laughs> he could slap twenty k on that son of a b, and no <laughs> one's getting it. And it's providing us entertainment in the meantime. <laughs> Love it. Love that for us. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't make too small because these are also two things I forgot to mention in the beginning. We had our smoke cannons back for any big slams behind the basket, so that's really cool. Um, 
And then actually I have two more notes. One is a personal observation about myself. First of all, I need to not wear a backwards hat anymore with my hair pulled back because I look like a boy. I thought it looked cute. Well, up close, yes. But on the TV screen? Well, that's far away. I know, but it just in my I'm like, okay, can't do that again. Secondly, I look pissed (laughs) the entire game. I mean, I have RBF the entire game most of the time. I clearly have RBF 24-7-365, according to my students. So, which is fair because they don't don't listen to me. So I have, oh, I've been in the worst mood all week, but that's here nor there. Um, I looked pissed in the background. Just literally, you could just see me just doing this. Well, there there was a few times I literally was doing this when we were. Or I did this number, like. Or this number. (laughs) Yeah. I'm usually this because I'm like yeah. holding, holding my pressure points to try to not get myself a migraine. I know. Uh, and then the last one is actually Tess Rance reminded us to say happy birthday to AJ. Is it, it was his birthday? His, it was yesterday. His birthday was yesterday. Oh, related day. Happy birthday, Juice. Happy birthday, Juice Box. Love to see it. Love he you. started he started his rehab apparently this week, right? Uh so everybody fingers crossed, cross your fingers, cross your toes, cross your eyes, whatever you need to cross. And hope that he has something left to give us by the end of the season, maybe in Wack Vegas, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Fingers oh. crossed. Fingers crossed. All right, so to wrap things up, and give this podcast a nice little bow at the end. We got an upcoming game. And no, it's not on Thursday. I finally get my Thursday back for once and go to trivia. I've been getting death threats from people saying that I I'm not at trivia. And it's like the end of the world. I'm like, okay, calm down. It's not that critical. Um, <laughs> but I get my Thursday back. I got trivia again. But we don't have a game until when, Jacqueline? Saturday at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. That's right. We have a busy weekend ahead of us. Uh, I know on Friday it's not as busy, but we have alumni meetup at the brewery uh, because that next morning on Saturday is going to be a crazy ass day for us. We got ambassador assembly at like eight in the morning on Saturday. And then we have that until noon. And then the game's at two, so we have a small window to do lunch somewhere, somehow. Um, so then we go do lunch, game at two. Then right after the game, I have to go to the brewery. I don't know if Jacqueline's going to stick around, but I have to go to the brewery because it's Mardi Gras. <laughs> and it's yep. Old Town Brass Band, which they're so good, so I can't miss that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be a long long Saturday for me specifically uh, and hope maybe Jacqueline will stay for a little bit it's an early game so maybe <laughs> so maybe maybe but anyway so yeah a uh, lot going on but yeah Saturday two o'clock in the sawmill we hope you see you out there come we need- yeah we need all the cheering on we can get we're planning to see you um, oh my god yeah meet all the people we can 
please, 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 we need a good home court advantage for this game. We cannot lose at home, especially to them. Can't lose at home. Not saying we're gonna, but we can't. No, no, no. No. Anyway. But yeah, so that game coming up on Saturday. And then after that, it's a wild one. We have literally, after this game on Saturday, two more home games. Two more. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, we don't. Uh, we have a lot of games on the road right at the end. So it's, it's not Which like. Yeah. Sucks. To be on the road. For okay, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games left, and one, two, three, four on the road. Yeah, and it's not just like one away, one home, one away, one home. It's a four-game road trip. Yeah, that stinks, man. And it's at the end of the season, which is even worse. I know. I agree. We oh god, if, if we have any SFA people at all in Seattle, Washington, yeah. Orem, Utah, Riverside, California, and Phoenix, Arizona, I implore you, my God, I beg you to get out there and go to those games, please. God, um, it's I mean, I'm I'm asking for freaking the world here, but four <laughs> games on the road, Jacqueline. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, the last two games of the season are at home. That gives me much peace and love. But it's against Southern Utah and Utah Tech, which yeah, doesn't give me joy. I mean, <laughs> I love being at home, but not versus those two. But anyway, so that's what's coming up. That's what's happening. And man, oh, man, we need you in the sawmill as much as possible. So that's it. That's what's happening. Man, oh, man. There's a lot going on. Jacqueline, I would just like to announce one last thing. Mm-hmm. 29 days until Whack Vegas. That's well. I know. I know. We need to do our uh, press passes. I just remembered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have that on my list for tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll remind you when I do mine. Thank you. I was just about to ask you to do that. Yes, because who knows where I'll be at that point tomorrow. So I'll I'll probably need a break from grading speeches. Anyway, uh, yes. So again, thank you everyone for listening and always supporting us. We appreciate you more than you know. Um, if you have it in you and you would love some end of the season merchandise for the last three games of the season, well, technically the last two in March because you won't be able to order it and get it by Saturday, but we do have new designs and new cool merch options in our store. Go check them out. You just got to go to our website, click on the merch link at the very top, and it takes you to our store and have at it. Have fun. There's a lot of different designs on there by ja- by myself, by Jacqueline. Uh, anything that you purchase from there, the proceeds go directly to our travel budget. Um, and then, of course, that money goes towards the lumberjacks at the end of the day. Cause that's where we're traveling. So, um, yeah. support us if you can. And then, um, of course we, uh, 
man, we're just excited. We're excited for these last games, nervous, anxious, all the feelings. <sighs> I get very melancholy this time of season because it's I like know. it's almost over. It's like week before Christmas where you're like, oh, it's almost here and I'm not ready for it to be over yet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the fact that it's almost, I mean, I know it's like half of February, but it's like there's only a few weeks left of the season and then that's it. You know what I mean? Like March will be here before we know it. And then whack Vegas happens. And then whatever happens at whack Vegas happens, but then that's it. Like <sighs> until next fall. Damn. <laughs> I know. Until but fall. Anyway, yeah. until fall. Yeah. 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 But it just feels like forever. Anywho, anywho, uh, hope you all have a wonderful Valentine's day. I know I will. I'll be at the brewery. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to have uh, dinner with my mom. So that's the excitement of my. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. Well, we're showing a movie at the brewery. So if you're in town and you're local, come out to the brewery. We're showing the wedding singer classic rom-com. Classic rom-com with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. So come out to the brewery and come hang out with us. But, um, but yeah, that's where I'll be tomorrow night. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, guys, gals, don't forget. If your significant other puts any sort of stock in Valentine's Day, do not forget to get them at least something. <laughs> so this is your reminder at 1022 at night. Don't forget that it's say at least a card, handwritten, handmade, whatever, at least a card. Um, for the rest of us girls who really don't give two flying, you know, what's uh, six pack of beer. I don't know. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take drinks, chocolate. I'll take a, a, a nice word and a, a hug. Like <laughs> I'm so, I'm so simple. Just be like, Hey, you're nice. Here's a hug. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Anyway. All right. We've held your ear for too long. It is time to go. Thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate you. You have a wonderful night. Stay warm. It's getting a little chilly these next couple nights. So I'm not mad about it, but stay warm. Um, and as always, Axe and Jacks. With Alex and Jacks. Toodles. <laughs>